You're listening to the Marathon Church Podcast. We exist to build communities that love Jesus, love people, and live on purpose. To learn more about Marathon Church, visit MarathonChurch.org. We hope that this encourages you and builds your faith. Enjoy this week's message. Good morning. Yeah. Happy 25th for all you wonderful people out there. Hey, brother. How you doing? You look good. What do you think about the mustache? I mean, you think I, I should think we go should back? bring that back. What do you think? It might I'm not be sure good. I trust anybody right It might here. be gray, though. What if it's gray? I'll have to do some of that Grecian formula stuff. I don't what know what that is. So You don't know what that is? No. This I is saw a, it in a commercial. Yeah. Okay. But you did look good 20 years ago. Oh, that's great, Brian. You look good, too. You still look good, though, brother. Okay. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. How's everybody? Doing good. Um, it's hard to believe. I know. I said that in the video again. 25 years of, of doing this. It's been um, a crazy time. It's been, it was and, been fun. I'll be, you know, fun. some good times, some tough times. I was going to ask you, though, brother, um, let's talk about the very first day oh. real quick. Yeah, I remember. And, all right, we're at Powersville Middle School. For all of you who are watching online, you have no idea where that is. Uh, the rest of you is not far from here. And it's a middle school. I do think the funniest, I have to tell you this, though. So we go in. It's a whole, I could tell a bunch of stories. But we go in, and we look up over the stage, and it says PMS on it. So we had to cover that. Uh, we did with Marathon Banner. We got all that done. and uh, We cover that every week. Yeah, we did. Okay. We, yeah, right. we did. And uh, okay. we had 109 people the first weekend, yeah. 109. And we had no idea that that was going to happen. Uh, because we just didn't, you know, how, how was this going to go? Ninety percent of the churches fail, new churches fail in the first year. So we didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah, and we, we started at 930 because yes. I worked at another church. I was a media pastor at another church. So I started, I led worship in the first 15 years. And But the, when we first started, I had to come, I had to do 930. Yes, you did. And then go back. To, yeah. and, you know, nobody had done this before, so we didn't really know. We didn't think much about the time. We, really, we didn't have a clue. No, we didn't. We didn't, and we still um, don't, really. No, so. I don't want to say we do. But, um, yeah, that was, uh, that was uh, it go was, ahead. It was definitely God doing everything because we, we were just hanging on. Yeah, I felt like, you know, it's like, okay, we don't know what we're doing, God, but we know you're good, and you can do whatever you want to do. You just need people to say yes, so we did. Yeah. And we ended up doing all these things, and we had no idea it was going to happen. We didn't know we could start a church. Oh, yeah, that yeah, was the fun yeah. part. Yeah, we, we, thought, we thought that happened other places, but not here. And when Eddie came to me and said, we want to start a church, I'm like, can we do that? Is that legal? Yeah, we didn't know. If, yeah, we had to figure <laughs> out how to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so we did. Yeah. Nobody around here wanted you to start a church because you're afraid you're going to take members, you know, that kind of thing. So, but we were a, this is a contemporary church. That's Marathon Community Church was a contemporary church, which was blue jeans, new music, uh, rock and roll. That was me. Yay. And uh, so it was, it was fun uh, doing all that stuff. And we had donuts. We had Krispy Kreme donuts out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always tell this. If we had, tell everybody we had, we're going to have chocolate donuts next weekend, our attendance went up 10%. It really did. I think, it, I think it's true. It is true. Now, you love rock and roll music, so basically, <laughs> was it Queen Sunday? And 
It was Doobie Brothers. Okay, I'm Queen, challenging Fleet, some of you already. Fleetwood Mac. Um, uh, you say, well, how's that anything to do with Christianity? It didn't. We just like the songs. Can we just get over the spiritual part and just do the song? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's kind of how Biker Day came along. Yes, the Biker Day was fun. And which, again, was amazing to see, you know, all these awesome people just showing up. Yeah, they had um, one of the, Tom Bagley was one of the guys in Greenville. He's probably uh, in Florida. Right He's now. probably watching in Florida. Yeah. And uh, they, so they, the Harley-Davidson group started coming to Marathon, and they would leave from there to go on their ride. But the problem they were having is that they wouldn't come in. This is a true story. They wouldn't come in. And so I go out in the parking lot, and I said, why aren't you guys coming in? And he said, one of them said, are you going to let us come in there with leather? I said, yes, we are. And then it poured right on in, and, that was, and there we go, bikers everywhere. Yeah. It was amazing. You'll see the shirts out there in the atrium. They're my favorite. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think about some of the memories, you know. There's so many things we could share with you. You'd be here for a while. So we won't do that. But I do remember coming in this building. Oh, was it 2004? Okay. Yes. Okay. I think we had nearly 5,000 people on this property that day, if you can imagine. And I remember that uh, they were telling me we got to do something because the toilets are overflowing. We didn't have a cafe then, no, so I don't know what was going on. I don't know. But it, I don't know. It was, it was like that. I don't know what. I don't it, know what. It was is. like this um, incredible madness, but God in the middle. People just came because they wanted God so bad, and it was it was an amazing thing. And you talked about it later today that I wish we'd just savor those moments in our life. Yeah, just pay we more. just go back and just relive that moment and understand. You know, it was almost, to me, it's like feeding of the 5,000 kind of. Um, but it, I, still, I still remember that day. It, was, it wasn't a very good day sound-wise. Our sound was not good. Nothing was right, but everybody came anyway. And it was just an awesome day. And we ran out of donut. We did run out of donuts. It was another yeah. bad thing. Happened. Yeah. That was a serious problem. We moved from the school to the warehouse. Again, y'all will know it's on 123 over there. Yeah. And we used, this, is, this was when we knew things were happening. It's when the traffic was stopping on both sides. We had to have the police come out and direct traffic. And then they would park in the parking lot, and they would run to the church to make sure they had a seat. And that was you talking about fun. Oh, my. Yeah. It was good. The best thing, though, you remember you asked me this a while ago? Okay, I don't remember. Go ahead. <laughs> That's because you're older than me. I know. It's been 30 minutes ago. Okay. Go ahead. Best thing is somebody asked me, we did a podcast on it. Okay. They said, when, when did it, how did you know it was going, like, over the top? This is it. God's, it's in. We're doing it. And we did it at Paddleville Middle School. Oh. We had a Christmas program. And I, did, I had this brilliant idea that why don't we have desserts and coffee? So I'd ask everybody to bring desserts. And, of course, it's mostly chocolate. I mentioned that several times in the message. It was spiritual. And so they brought, they brought all these desserts. So we had set up. You remember this? We set up, uh, we set up chairs for 100. We thought this will all be good because we're going to run 65. And people kept pouring in. We had over 300 show up. We had to go in the classrooms, pull out chairs, and I just talked to our trustee who was there, and he said he never got any dessert because everybody ate them all, ate it all. So that was the day. It was real good. I still remember some of those desserts. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah. That's, we need to do that again. Yeah, I, th 
Uh, y'all good with that? Yeah, y'all good with that? Look Chocolate Sunday. I don't know. That, that yeah. was kind of cool. It's if creative. You, yeah, if you want to, like, make something, <laughs> let me try it before, and we can see how yeah. it works. Yeah. I'll be fine. Yeah, you used to do some messages. I was looking back at the series where you made chocolate shakes on stage. Milk shakes on stage. Yeah, and, and you used to throw things at people. Hershey yeah. Kisses. You used to throw yeah. Hershey Kisses and hit people. I tell them it's coming. You wouldn't pay attention. Need you right now. Yeah. So um, I'm going to try to keep us on point okay, here, bro. Okay, I forgot. we got, so got to get out of here somewhere. Um, I'd say some of the best things for me. First of all, I want to say this. I want to say thank you to many of you that helped us start this. Maybe you're watching and maybe you're living somewhere else. I think we had a few here so, the did. first service. Uh, those 20, 25, uh, we call them kids, the college kids, that uh, really stepped down in faith. I think you're going to talk about it a little more later, but I just want to say thank you. Can we just celebrate them, you know? Um, when I think back to those days where we just didn't really, we just didn't know what God was doing to be that faithful, it's really amazing. We really didn't know. I think yeah. the idea was that we knew God wanted us to do it. I'll tell you that story, but we wanted, God wanted to do it. Now, nobody knew what to do. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a contemporary church. We were the only fifth contemporary church in South Carolina, and we just didn't know what, nobody knew how to do church or what was going on. So we just kind of threw it together, and everybody came. Well, Bob, one of our trustees, he, he started the church with us. I'm going to share these stats that we yeah, came oh, that's right. We Tell were playing golf one day, and he had a great idea, okay? That's where you get your great ideas on the golf course. I got this okay. That's spiritual. <laughs> Write that down. Okay. <laughs> I know it is for you. Oh, no, it is. Go ahead. Okay. All right. And we were thinking about what, what's the numbers kind of look like, you know, for 25 years of ministry, what, what, what is happening? What really happened? And he started telling me things. And I'm like, really? You, that can't sound, that can't be right. And we started looking at the numbers. It really just blew my mind at what God was doing. You know, um, he said in 25 years, 52 weeks a year, Say you're averaging over the 25 years about 800 people, 850 people a week. That means 1.1 million people have listened to the gospel message over the years because of Marathon Church. Is that not incredible? Over a million people. That's kind of scary, isn't it, brother? uh, Um, Yes, it is. And he went on to say, you know, if you average 200 kids a week, that's 260,000 kids that have met Jesus on their level. That's, That's amazing. And, and I know because my two kids met Jesus here. One of my greatest memories, the best memory I have here always is baptism. If you've not been to baptism, it'll, it'll just change you. And to get to baptism, you have, I know, I remember you, man. Yeah. Uh, he's like seven feet tall. Four people to baptize. It was incredible. We had to put water back in. No, I'm yeah. kidding. It was awesome. Four people. But I got to baptize my two girls here, and I think about the impact that we've had to see that generation experience God, you know. And I, I didn't really realize that until I talked to him, and I thought that was incredible. Yeah, I so. love that. We got, a, we got something happening in Greenville right now. Yep. yep. You know, we got, uh, if y'all don't know, I'll tell you real quick. Because of all the people that was coming, we started several churches, Mill Church in Pickens. We got Foothills in Seneca. We started New Spring with Perry. And now we have the Greenville campus that just came online. About be the word. Two months. Two months. Two months. And we had 133 people last weekend 
after two months just starting up. So it's kind of cool, and I thought you all to hear from Reggie. Y'all watch this. Smith. I am the Marathon Greenville campus pastor here. It is so good to see you. We're so thankful that you came today. So glad that you're a part of what's happening today. Today is a brand new launch, January the 23rd, and we just want to say thank you for coming. And you know what? Today is our first service, one church, two locations. because God's up to something new. God's always up to something big, isn't he? Both locations, put your hands together. Let's all give God some praise because he is an amazing God. He's worthy to be praised. Let's give God praise. All right, got an idea. Tell you a little, little something that's happening. I'll tell you, I got a story I want to tell you that I've never told at Marathon. And one of the reasons we're here is because of the story. So I had no idea this was going to happen. I didn't know that 90% of all churches that start fail. Didn't know you could do a church in South Carolina. Nobody knew how to do one. And so it was a little bit strange going in, trying to figure out. I feel like God had called, called me to do a church. So I started asking people about it. How do you do it? You know, what do you do, church? You know, and I told them it's going to be like a contemporary church, which, whatever that word meant. You know, what that meant for me is going to be a band, rock and roll, and blue jeans. You're saying, well, that's what that means to me. So, and then we had all the issues of, you know, message and Bible. And when nobody has a Bible, we're going to reach people who have never been to church, given up on church, so nobody had Bibles. We're giving out cases of Bibles. I mean, it's just amazing a month. That people, you thought, you thought we lived in Russia when we opened these doors and people started coming in. Now, this is pretty normal now. Now, there's all types of contemporary churches. Everybody's got a band. Everybody's got a video. When I first brought the video in uh, to the church, I got accused of bringing in the devil. And I was like, I was like is, that, is that him right there? Because I was trying to figure out what was going on. One of the things that happened early on, and I'm going to get to some of this, is that nobody knew the music, nobody knew the Bible, and most people didn't know there was an Old and New Testament. And it might be you, and that would be, that's cool. If you're in that spot, that is beautiful. We'll help you find your way with God. And so I'm in this thing called a search committee. Let me tell you what this is. I'm on a pastor search committee, which means the pastor's left the church, the people vote on people to go look for another pastor, and I'm on that committee. In the middle of me being in that committee, I am starting a church called Marathon. That's where I am right now. So I'm going around to these churches and I'm watching these pastors, and I'm all of a sudden, you know, like, well, I'm going to start one. And so I'm trying to figure all this out. 
And so we went to this church in Atlanta. Here's where it kind of got real for me. We went to this church in Atlanta. Uh, there wasn't mega churches. The mega church started after the contemporary churches started blowing up and running thousands. So this church was about 900, most I've ever seen. You know, it was a big church. So we go backstage to meet him. This is everybody in the search committee. We're all going back there. We're going to meet him. And uh, so we start talking. He is not interested in us at all. He does not want to talk to us, and he's not coming. Does that make sense? So we're in this room, and then finally somebody said, well, Eddie, won't you tell him what you're doing? And I said, well, I'm going to be starting a contemporary church in South Carolina. And he looked at me, and he said, you're the guy. This is exactly what happened. I'm not one of those like, woo I'm telling you, this is what happened. He said, you're the guy. He said, I, I was getting my message ready, and I got ready to say, okay, here I go. And then God said, no, that's not the one. You're not going to do, you're going to do this message. And he asked God, he said, why am I doing this? And he said, you will know after the service. And he said, this was for you. So this is the first message I ever did at Marathon Church in 1997. And I'm going to read you what he read to me. He said, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, Moses is aid. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all those people, get ready to cross the Jordan into the land. I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites, I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. He said to me, he said, the old is gone, and the news about to happen, and you're going to be the Joshua. And I'm freaking out. I'm like, hold on a minute. I just want, hey, wait a minute, you know, I, hang on. I just want to help people. I just want to try to reach people that have given up on church and never been to church. He says, no, you're going to be that guy. And he said, you need to do your church, and you need to do it quickly. Because everywhere I had been going and asking for advice and asking pastors for advice, everybody told me not to. This will never work in South Carolina. Wearing blues into church will never happen. How about that? Playing drums in a church will never happen. Well, putting video screens and being online and all over the world in 22 states and three different countries will never happen. And it did. Baptizing over 3,000 people will never happen. And it did. And it did. And it did. People that helped me get to this spot, they brought the gospel to you. And you're the benefit of those chairs and this building and this gospel. And your children are benefiting because of what they did. In the early days, looking back, in the early days, there was no question about serving. There was no question about giving. What do I need to do? Where do I need to be? It wasn't about how we're going to do it or where we're going to do it. It was about who we're going to reach. In the early days of Marathon, if you're new here today, this is your first time, that here's the truth. We really want to know your name. We really do care about you. In the early days of Marathon at Pattersville Middle School, we would line up out in, in the foyer, and we would watch people get out of the car, and somebody would pass somebody's name. That's John, that's John, that's John. And when John came in the door, 
John was, hey, John, good to see you again. He'd go all the way down the hall, hey, John, good to see you again. He's talking about freaking everybody out. But you know why we did that? It's the same today. We cared about reaching people. And so the, it passed on to here. This is where we are. What I need to know from you is, do you care like that? And will you move the gospel the next 25 years? I'm going to try to hang around if I can walk. I really will. And so when, somebody asked me when you retire. I said, there's no retirement plan in the Bible. I just keep moving until I can't. And so here's what you have to understand that you, and one of the things that Jesus did, he never lived from his past. He always lived from the present. Some of you are still stuck in your past. Something happened back there, and that's where you are. There's so many people not in church anymore because somebody at church said something they shouldn't have said, and the church is supposed to be different. Why is it different? This is people in here. We're messed up. But somebody's stuck right now. And you may be, it might be unforgiveness. You may be, it might be anger. You're just stuck. Because you don't know how to live in the present. Jesus Christ never said to anybody, did you see the star? Did you see what I did? He never did. He always talked about where he was and where we're going. Now, we can look back, and I love all the things that we did, by the way. I loved all the Peace Center Christmas stuff. I'm telling you, if I was in charge of music, Doobie Brothers would be playing. We had Doobie Brothers playing, taking it to the streets, you know, and they were like, what is this? Come on in, get your donut. <laughs> well, I don't know nothing. Great. You're going to be a great. This is going to be a wonderful view. It's going to be wonderful. And that's what we did. You have to learn to live in the present is what I learned with this marathon ride. Today's the most important day of your life. This moment is the most important moment of your life because you don't know if you have another one. And so you don't know how to do this. You don't know how to live in a moment. Because right now in your mind, you're thinking, how long is this going to last and where am I going to eat? You're always wanting something else. You're all, you go on vacation, you're, you're, having a, you're having a good day. You think, what are we going to do tomorrow? And when are we getting home? We don't know how to enjoy where we are. And that is the sad thing for me with all the biker days and all the things that we had. That was sad for me. I didn't pay enough attention to that. All the stuff that happened, all the peace center, all the baptisms. I just wish I had stopped for a moment and said, wow, this is incredible. And it has been incredible. And it's about to be more incredible. But you'll have to be the one to carry it. See, I'm not sure about the next generation. I don't know where we are with that. Billy Graham said that we were one generation away from losing the gospel. So somebody has to serve, somebody has to give, and you add those two things with the power of prayer and the Bible, and you end up with a marathon. And thousands of people know Jesus Christ. It's not me. I said yes. I was crazy enough to do this. I really was. I had a job. I didn't need, I mean, I'm going to go from like, a stable job and income, and then I'm going to go to this thing at 90% fail, and then I'm going to jump in there, and I'm going to hope it makes it. And every weekend I'm going to do this. I'm going to live on faith every weekend and hope somebody gives something. Maybe I'll say the right thing, and they'll have a feeling in their heart that they might want to give, or maybe they want to serve, or maybe they'll invite their friends. Do you invite yours? 
You're the, you're the next. You see, you're the one that should be serving without any, without any thought and give without any thought because the next generation will be missed if we don't do this now. The present matters. The present matters. What the present will do is determine the future. Every shirt out there, for those online, you can't see the, these, but out there, every shirt, that was a present moment that we did a T-shirt. We did some kind of thing, a Caribbean day, a country day. You name it, we did the day. They had hog heaven, had barbecue. But the reason why we did the days, in those present moments, people's lives were changed. And this moment, people's lives will be changed. That's why every, every Sunday is important. You never can take a day off. You just can't feel like, oh, I'm having a bad day, oh, you know. I don't want to be nice today. I don't care. You just can't do that. You can't do that. Because usually in this room, heaven and hell is decided and their life is decided. So if you're new here, you're important. You matter to us and you matter to God. That's what I've learned over the years. All those things. So I can't do anything about yesterday. It's good to look over there and say, hey, wasn't that great? I love that T-shirt. Yeah. And I love those wonderful things. But what about now? You see, what about now? What about tomorrow? What about your children growing up in our children's department and learning about Jesus Christ? You see, somebody got you here, and then you have to decide what you will do with it. I remember those 20-somethings. I said, what do y'all want to do? We will charge hell with a water gun. You tell us when to go. And that's why we're here. It wasn't because of me. I just got the message, and I just delivered it. But it was the people who carried it. That's what made the difference. It is you. It is you. I think we're pretty much over COVID, and you can argue if you want. I don't care. Wear a mask. I don't care. What I'm worried about, you know Jesus Christ. If you don't know Jesus Christ, a mask will do you no good. See, that's what we, that's our thing. People have given up on church, never been to church. We don't look like normal church. We never will, because I'm not normal. Does everybody understand? Y'all laugh. Some of you didn't laugh. You just got, yeah, I know that, yeah. I appreciate that. James says this. He says, come now, you who say today or tomorrow will go such and such a town and spend a year there doing business there and making money. In other words, you have all these plans, you know, you have these things. We're going to do, next week we'll do this. Next week's the diet. Next week's the exercise. Next week. And he's saying, you don't have that. See, this is what I know about here. Some of you I will never see again. I'm not saying you're going to die or nothing. I'm just saying you may not like me or like something, or you may not even be looking right now for God. But I may not see you again. And this is what he's trying to tell us, that these moments, these present moments we have are the most important thing you have in your life. He said, yet you don't even know about tomorrow or what it will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little while and then it vanishes. Twenty-five years went like that. Cherish every moment. 
when those kids are screaming and you will like, God, why? Hold on to them. They'll be a teenager and they're going to college. And that's where mine is. I see the little pictures and I watch the videos and I'm like, oh, what happened? What happened? Pay attention. Today's the best day. This moment is your moment. Y'all stand with me. We'll pray together. Let's pray. Father, I pray that we will carry it on. The people that hear my voice in this room, watching online, that we will not sit back, but we will move and make this happen. We will serve where we need to serve. We will give when we need to give. We will do the things necessary to move the kingdom and move the gospel to the next generation. I cannot thank you enough, Father, for allowing me to be a part of what you did. This is the most amazing ride. And I can't wait for the next 25. Thank you for hearing our prayer. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you were encouraged by today's message and made a decision to follow Jesus, be sure to let us know by connecting with us at marathonchurch.org. If you haven't already, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. To experience more messages, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at marathonchurch.org or download the Marathon Church app. Thanks for listening to the Marathon Church Podcast.